0: Welcome back, welcome to Skulls and Dollars with H and M. It has been a minute, but you know we're happy to be back. We yes. have finished our school years. Oh,
1: thank goodness!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it was about the school year, but yeah. uh, it turned up at the end, and um, we're looking forward to this opportunity to reset. Yes, it seems like we pushed everything so far from the regular school year into the summer mm-hmm. that believe it or not it's time to start kicking off summer things
1: all over again this is where we started
0: (laughs) yes a year ago so if you haven't listened in a while or if you're new and we're waiting on us to do an episode this is the episode to start because Mm -hmm. uh last year we kicked it off in june yes um you know getting started and this is when you know you you start to see the scholarship deadlines being posted Mm -hmm. and then you start to see them um you know, even have general ideas of what the questions and things will be, if you have the right essays, Mm -hmm. what you need. And so here's when you can go ahead and get started. So when the question that we get all the time, when can I start applying for scholarships? scholarships, Right. Please start. This is when you start. Start You start now. So, um, Miss M, how'd you end up? I know we got one of the little ones graduated. Jordan is done.
1: She's in D.C. right now, still, um, doing things for her, um, Clubs and organizations, yep. 4-H. Uh, well, Clementa Pinckney, they're in D.C. They um, <clears throat> just pulled up. Um, I just called her. So just pulled up today. So, again, it doesn't stop. Um, right. You know, a lot of things people think um, some students do just to get a cord or just to right. check a box or something. Like, she's really invested into um, a lot of those programs. And so Clementa Pinckney is one of those programs. Um, that she's invested in, and so she will spend a week um in december um in d c so um after graduation, a week yeah. after graduation, she they got on a bus. so
0: would you say that was one of her favorite clubs that she joined? Or new things
1: student government, Yeah. Is probably her favorite her baby,
0: right, yeah, and so i, I asked that question because I know people are like, well, I don't want to make them do anything. Mm-hmm. like you're not making her mm-hmm. you know do her, you know handle her obligations mm-hmm. either. And so that's something that, um,
1: you know, I know we get
0: a lot. I know you see a lot in your comments. Right. right. Um, how do you make them do it? Right. You know, right. how do you, you know, I can't get, I can't make mine do anything, but it didn't just start mm-hmm. senior year. Right. You know, it started before that.
1: And I think just, just encouraging them to try it. You know, um, I'm about to start that with Addison next week. Um, so when 4-H, when they come back, they'll go into their leadership conference and that's when mm-hmm. Addison will, <clears throat> she's reluctant, um, but I just want her to try it at least once. And that's all we ask for. And so if she doesn't like it, you know, I don't expect all my kids to be the same. So,
0: right. yeah. Um, what grade is Addison in? Ninth going into 10. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a lot of things are starting earlier. I yeah. know. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that girl state and boy state start this week.
1: This week they do. I've seen the
0: post, um,
1: some of our students who are returning, they enjoyed it so much last They're year. They're
0: counselors, they right. They're
1: junior counselors, and I'm very proud of them. And um, it's just a great—I uh, saw one of the posts, uh, one of the young men said it changed his life. Forever. Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I mention that because that's another thing you can do after, mm-hmm. after graduation, mm-hmm. going into college. Yes. Coming back from college, excuse me, <clears throat> coming back from college mm-hmm. because— um, i think one of my godbrothers probably worked as a junior counselor years for 7 years okay. up until after graduation from college because he, he enjoyed it cuz he enjoyed it and then it kind of forged some relationships with other staff members mm-hmm. and then that was just what he committed his son right. to doing okay um for you know you prepare for it but right you have to go to trainings and those things so it doesn't just stop no so when you see scholarships that are still asking for community service mm-hmm. uh, one of my former students who um is that coastal she was looking for something that she had to do 60 hours of community service over summer Mm -hmm. so there's still more commitments to scholarships and to um, organizations that you may have joined in high school Mm -hmm. that can be beneficial so don't just close that up now right and even like
1: clementa pinckney 4-h they allow those college students to come back as junior counselors um paid counselors um, because they've gone through the process, they've gone through the program, right? And they'll pay them each summer to to come back,
0: right? Yep. And so break. don't you know close it off? I know some of mm-hmm. some of you think you know it's just because you get done. That's it. It's over. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they help to help mold you. These things help to mold you as an adult, absolutely. Then um, the relationships that you have, networking. The networking um, is the key.
1: I've known people to find jobs, just. By a central,
0: a simple
1: introduction to mm-hmm. someone at Clemson or USC or South Carolina State, just by a simple in- introduction, this person is participating in this camp. Right, and boom, they have a job.
0: Yeah, and I again, <laughs> my brother was in Nesby, which is National Black Society of Engineers mm-hmm. for years, and then he never um, was an engineer, never took mm-hmm. engineering class, but still, mm-hmm. his friends became engineers. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, he ended up in a public relations type role and he still meets people or, or is, you know, connected with people who he met through Nesby right. or through camp, through summer camp at South Carolina State in those week long camps. So for those of you looking, um, because attendance has been down in some camps, you maybe still mm-hmm. be able to find some something right. to get into, particularly for July. Right. Um, because numbers have been lower, but
1: Yes, and they've been extend I've seen it. They've extended
0: deadlines
1: multiple times and that leads me to believe, oh, they don't have enough participants.
0: And it's frustrating because, you know, these <clears throat> camps are paying for things. Yes. And so, um, you know, I was a summer camp kid. <laughs> I mean, it was like clockwork. My parents right. were done with, they were educators when they were done. With, I was someplace. Mm-hmm. I was at camp. I was at art camp. I was at reading camp. Um, I was at STEM camp. Right. And those, you know, a lot of times, you know, they were educators, so they didn't have a lot of money. A lot of the camps I went to weren't actually a low low to no cost. Mm-hmm. And it might have just been transportation to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, some of them were overnight. Um, some of the ones that, you know, were they did pay for, but I just feel like my experiences overnight at these colleges and universities just helped right to shape what I needed to get done in terms of going to right undergrad for, you know, debt free. So there's a lot of things to add up to that. So just think about that if you as you're trying to sort through um we can keep an eye out, of course, mm-hmm. pace, the Pace page on Facebook, shares, anything we get. But right. I know that deadlines have been extended. Mm-hmm. There's camps for ninth graders, 10th graders, yeah. 11th graders. There's and camps for middle school. people ask me
1: all the time from different states, I wish we had what you had in South Carolina. You do. Yep, you do. You do. Um, if, you just you know if we got get, it in South Carolina. E- in little <laughs> South Carolina than you do in california yeah and yeah. yeah so I, I have some faithful followers that will chime in and say that you know you always posting these things well i'm i'm searching for them but i'm showing you you can do the same thing right you right. can search for them i think they're waiting for them sometimes to drop in their lap but you know put them in a search bar put um, them in the search bar i mean exactly. they're sponsored
0: accounts that are you know tapping into everyone's Facebook, once they've... um, Oh, yeah. You know, artificial intelligence has gone way far. They they seem to know where I work. Listen, you're talking in your car and it'll (laughs) pop up for you. Yeah. You know, I went to Arby's earlier and then I was on Facebook and then it said, it just was telling me I probably should have got something else. Right. Basically, it was just like, (laughs) have you tried this? Right. And I hadn't been to Arby's in months, but it's listening. Right. So if you have a teenager... If you're posting about things that are related to high school, you're going to start to get some of those sponsored ads. But for the things that you won't get sponsored ads right. for, you can search. And um, I just recommend a Google simple Google search. Mm-hmm. Weed out the things that seem strange. Mm-hmm. You know, never pay money for, you know, certain types of help. Mm-hmm. Call
1: colleges um, and universities right. and, and inquire about any summer opportunities. A lot of them do. Now, they I post offer. them too. post them, too. They on do. One, one I've page. seen flyers over and over again. Yeah. It may not necessarily be the one you know you're interested in, but you know if you find that number, then call them and say, you know, do they have any other opportunities? Or it's just different ways. You you just got to do the legwork. Yes, I I just can't. Yeah. So
0: so uh, before as we go on from that, I will say, don't limit. It's just it's it's similar to athletics, right? So we talk about trying to get academic scholarship, Mm -hmm. being you know full scholarship. When I'm talking to students about athletic scholarships and their parents about athletic scholarships, it's the same kind of legwork. Right. Um, so there's work you had to do. So you had to condition and prepare mm-hmm. to be the best basketball, football player. You had to go to weight room, you have to do all those different things. Um, being academically ready, having a well-rounded background, all that goes into being a, you know, getting an undergraduate scholarship, right? Coming out of high school and and that work that goes into. It. So don't limit yourself to just the colleges. Like if your child says, Oh, I want to go to mm-hmm. Clemson, Duke, Chapel Hill, North Carolina, A&T, and you you know, got a camp that's local to where you are, or and it that camp is a hundred dollars a week, you can afford it. It's a STEM camp, or mm-hmm. it's a
1: mm-hmm.
0: reading camp, or math camp, you know, send them to that, right? Um, the camps I ended up going to and spending the night were not colleges I actually attended, mm-hmm. but those experiences with those students and those professors. And the responsibility of getting up on my own and going to breakfast or whatever and then going to like these little mm-hmm. classes. It really helped me. So don't shy away from that. Right. Um, and get them used to going places. Again, I was kinda of frustrated with the when I had to do girls date and a lot of the kids that I was working with, they yeah. hadn't even been away from home. Right, right.
1: Oh, gosh, the crying. Yeah, Jordan used to tell me about the crying in the middle of the night. And, yeah. yeah, they have
0: not been away from home. So, if you, and so your camp doesn't have to be, you know, far away from you. It right. could be if you have a local college or university. The community <coughs> college a lot of times is doing stuff. Um, there's Upward Bound. There's different programs. Right. So just don't shy away from those. They, they will be beneficial as you continue along the journey. Mm-hmm. Um, And on to... Speaking of the journey, we have our students. They have graduated from high school, a lot of them.
1: Graduated. Thank you.
0: <laughs> and a lot of them did what we suggested. They did. They
1: absolutely did. So yeah. we
0: were successful with yes. getting a number of full-ride scholarships mm-hmm. through working with the Scholars and Dollars mm-hmm. podcast and yep. then the Pace Scholarship Academy. Yep. And then it's been good to see kids that went to boot camp mm-hmm. get scholarships, get um, scholarships, and so one thing I will say about Ms. M, it's not a commitment that you're saying. She's not asking for a monthly right. commitment from you. Right. <laughs> you know, but a lot of times the skills, I know one of my students that went to the boot camp in the summer, she just used those things on her own throughout the, the year. Yeah, make it work for you. Yeah. So if you if you can't, so if you're in, um, you know, a lot of my kids are, I'm a cheer coach. So a lot of them do competitive cheer. So there was no time to continue to keep doing a lot of different things. You know, it's kind of like you go take the day, get the knowledge, mm-hmm. keep a notebook, Take That's the true. advice and do those things, and yeah. that really, you know, was the difference for her getting yeah. a full scholarship.
1: I'm all for it.
0: <laughs> so if you see things that are, you know, so you know, while you're thinking it had to has to be, I got to go to every boot mm-hmm. camp, I got to go to every right um, workshop you see within driving distance. You really Correct.
1: don't. You 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 don't. <laughs> we're
0: okay. giving you a toolkit, right? You know, so That's we're not exactly. trying to, you know, if you listen to every episode, pretty much if you listen to mm-hmm. half of the episodes, you've got a general idea of what. Right we would tell our students and what we would suggest to you if you met us in person.
1: I think one of the <laughs> the funny questions I saw the um one lady said, uh, "Well, did your your next did Jordan get 63 scholarships?" and I'm like, "Uh, no, but she got the full ride to, mm-hmm. you know, right. the school that she was interested in, um USC, and so she doesn't have to pay anything. She did get 32 full ride offers. Um, but she probably Twenty-three scholarships Mm. that she received, but um, so she's in refund status now. Mm, Hallelujah! (laughs) So we we're okay with that. Um, So you got to figure out what your goal is, and so her goal was to go to USC, not to pay for USC, and that's what we did, and we followed through. Yeah. Well, that's and shout out the Central Carolina Community Foundation.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah,
1: for offering the that opportunity.
0: So, again, that's one of the foundations that we talked about, yep. you know, maybe five or six episodes ago. Yep. Yep. They have different around different states. Mm-hmm. Some people decide not to give, you know, to manage their own scholarships. Mm-hmm. And so these foundations are not scams. The people no. have have um, given their money, deposited their money into a foundation, similar mm-hmm. like, to like you would do a bank. Or something yeah. like that, and they manage their scholarship. They manage the application. Mm-hmm. They manage the interest that comes through the interviews. The interviews, everything. all of it, and so that application window usually is short. Yeah. So you got about three Everywhere months to March. Or yeah, thing. or two months. It's not. Yeah. It's not long. No. And they don't advertise like the different scholarships. You have to go to the foundation. Correct. And there's a list of as you list of scholarships, but as you apply, um, the scholarships that you're eligible for. You will. Mm-hmm. Um. They will. They will send out their application. Yeah.
1: They'll filter them out. Right. Um. I think she qualified for four, and then they narrowed it down to the one that they thought. I guess for right. sure that, yeah. And these
0: are scholarships that you won't see hear about because they're not no. being advertised by no. these people. So no. that's one of the main. You don't things. hear about these families. They just no. They just gave their money to the foundation. Them- <laughs> and 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 I'm. I see why you would do that. Yeah. The money gets passed from generation to generation yeah. and you decide you want to do something and people think, well, you shouldn't need an outside source. Right, right. But the source, you know, has a really non-biased approach. Yeah.
1: And it stops people from coming to you on the street and yeah. I need this money or this person needs They can honestly one.
0: say, I don't know who applied. Right. And That's the true. foundation will distribute out the scholarships that, um, the people that will read. So there's one for my kids that was through a funeral home. Um, they're, rules so we so we used central carolina community foundation and we were about you know even though our school's about our part right so Mm -hmm. jordan school and my school so Mm -hmm. but because of the region Mm -hmm. that scholarship money has um the central foundation had money from the pd area and the midlands which Mm if you're from south carolina you know that the midlands is columbia uh, richland county all those areas as well sumter Mm-hmm. And then the PD area still giving you some of Hartsville, Darlington, mm-hmm. um, and those things. But when you get to Eastern Federal, Florence has another foundation. Still the same wow. body of people. Okay, but it was just two different foundations that you mm-hmm. use. So, um, Franklin Hines uh, was the owner of the Hines Funeral Home in Hartsville, um, one of the first black funeral mm-hmm. homes mm-hmm. in Hartsville, South Carolina, and what they did was when he passed away, he wanted to create an endowment. Mm-hmm. And the only thing you had to do to initially qualify, so that means anybody who applied for, through Central you know, Foundation, Jordan would have come through this mm-hmm. number of kids. And, right. they, and then it's like, so students of color. Mm-hmm. And then they would have saw with high school she went to and then they would have eliminated her. Right. So you had to be a student of color from Hartsville High School. Mm-hmm. Um, basically, you needed a Hartsville high, a Hartsville zoned address. So this came up, and I'm sharing this because we have magnet schools, and a lot of you will Mm -hmm. experience magnet programs, or you're part of homeschool organizations and those kind of things. So you didn't graduate, you won't graduate from Hartsville High School, but you will be zoned, you could be zoned for that area. Mm -hmm. There's multiple scholarships that are like this. So it's confusing to me, but um, in the past, for the past two years, she died, uh, I think, At least two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. And so it wasn't until this year that the Lady Friend Foundation reached out and said, We got this money. We're trying to get four thousand dollars a year. Wow. Out to students. Mm. For the past two years, we haven't had any applicants. Oh okay. (laughs) So (laughs) and who meet the qualifications. And so, like I said, that would be a student of color. Right. Graduating from Hartsville High or living in Hartsville. Um, they would accept a student from Darlington High, you know, or from Mayo Magnet. My goodness. But there just hadn't been no applicants. Right. And so mm. they mm. had to be going to a four year college. So this one this one specifically said four year, not two year. Mm-hmm. And then I think um, they had to write an essay. Right. But they're filling out the same application for every for essay. Every, every yeah. year scholarship. Central
1: County, know, yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah. whatever
0: the foundation scholarship wrote. So Correct. my students would have written the same essay that Jordan and her Correct. friends at Sumter High would have written. And those things. Correct. All that would have been the same. Mm-hmm. And then the scholarship body, you mm-hmm. know, they, so the foundation picks out who gets those scholarships or who qualifies, mm-hmm. and they simply just send the essays and the applications. I think they, they do it blind for the most part in terms of names and those things, but you're reading the essays, you're reading, mm-hmm. um, you know, the application. Yeah, and that there's a, a group of people. A committee. A committee that, yeah. you know, every the scholarship foundation does, this mm-hmm. organization. Um and that was just people from the funeral home. They had put together people who do a scholarship.
1: So, so you, they filtered all of that out yep. for them and here here are the here are
0: the four people who the can't yeah. qualify mm-hmm. Or here are the you know, in the past it'd been mean, here's the one person that qualifies. Right, right. So even if that person was just not a good applicant, those kind of things, that was kind of what they do. So it's not Oh, we need more applications. Mm -hmm. That's not the foundation's job. So, the reason I'm sharing that with you is because a lot of times people say, "Oh, I," you know, we have a scholarship here, and then you never see them posting from their website, or you never see where that is. A lot of times, it's associated with these foundations because they can accrue interest, right? Um, Like I mentioned before, if in the past when those students had not didn't have anybody, if somebody wasn't getting that money, that money stays in the foundation. They don't Mm -hmm. have to worry
1: about for the next year.
0: Cousin so and so. Finding mm. a way to give the four thousand dollars to somebody—it's all just going to be there And that foundation. Okay, just accrues that money. Mm. So, um, or those families. Yeah. So a lot of times when somebody passes away, you'll see a lot of memorial scholarships yeah. being run that way. Even some associated with well, companies because Newcor. Mm-hmm. You I had was to do, ask you about Newcor. Yeah, yep. Newcor um, is a you know large company, but you have to mm-hmm. apply to the Central Carolina Community Foundation. Right. Right. And that keeps these companies from hiring somebody to manage their scholarships because you start to think this is a great deal of money um, coming out. So yeah. long way to get to make sure you're checking these foundations mm-hmm. or make sure you're actually asking where these scholarships are from or if Correct. you see a link. Because when I looked at the foundation link, I was like, well, that's not Heinz, mm-hmm. you know, and I have to come as it. That's not the funeral home. Mr. So-and-so told me we have a, you know, and this, you know, it's not they just getting, they're getting waiting on applications not right. coming.
1: Um and check around whatever state that you live in, because, again, just I don't post them. It's just overwhelming. You guys, you don't understand that there's so many scholarships that are out there. But do I see foundations in different states? Yes, we yeah. do all the time, every day. And so do your research. There are foundations that are offering these same opportunities um, for students. And we're not just talking about our juniors now as we're we're moving into the class of twenty twenty four, we're talking about ninth graders, tenth graders, eleventh graders. Parents, students, do your research. Right now, I mean, we knew about Central Carolina Community Foundations. I think when Jordan was seventh, eighth grade, right.
0: Yeah. So, so now, um, you know, these fund. You know, a lot of these scholarships are associated with a particular university. Mm-hmm. Still, mm-hmm. right, and mm-hmm. so there are scholarships that'll say, "Well, this is for a student who's planning to go be a teacher. That's going to go to right." One of these three institutions, or one institution, mm-hmm. or a student that's going to be um, graduating, and they li- from this particular high school, like that's a part of it. So mm-hmm. we can't post every foundation because no. you know it's a lot. But people are going to choosing to put their money in in safekeeping, so that these things can be recurring. Yes. So particularly if you're looking at recurring scholarships. Because it's very hard to remember, Mm -hmm. even when I did personal scholarship for uh, some students, Mm -hmm. it's hard to remember, okay, so-and-so went to X school. I need to make sure I get this back by August the 1st. The foundation Mm -hmm. does all of that. So that would explain. Now, So now Nucor doesn't have to keep up with the four or five schools Mm -hmm. that their students would go through just from my school. Yeah, Um, It's probably part of their monthly fee. Yeah, so that's what they pay for. Mm It's worth it in a lot of cases. Absolutely. So if, Absolutely. You, so if you're, in out, you're out of state, you know, we're talking South Carolina. We're not talking about huge money mm-hmm. just in the state in general. So <laughs> some of these larger states, I'm certain have foundations. Um, and I don't know the name of all the regions. Mm-hmm. But I'm sure if you look up scholarship foundation, right, some of them will start to come up. And they're going to be called creative things. But yep. um, definitely do that. Um, I did want to say for students that are leaving, since our kids are out. <laughs> Um <laughs> those I had some students to struggle with housing and oh, it wasn't it wow. wasn't just yeah. HBCUs Yeah um it was no I didn't do my housing that, application in that, time uh, right And right. it's a separate application Yeah which we talk about make sure your child is filling out all mm-hmm. the paperwork checking their portals um a lot of it for two of them it was just you had to go into your portal mm-hmm. check your email from your school your new school email so Yep, the new school, yep. So your new school email, Correct. which was given to you, a lot of schools did it differently. They're not waiting until you confirm anymore. They're creating yep. these accounts up front. Up front. Mm-hmm. Yep. So so if you were going to College Charleston mm-hmm. or if you were going to East Tennessee State and you got in, they um, created e- some unique ID. Sure did. A uh, portal <coughs> account, and you had to go in there. Um, you would have had to go in there and check your housing application mm-hmm. from that email. Mm-hmm. That's how they proved that you were going to be a student. Mm-hmm. You do your application from there. Other, other than that, you got, you know, Clemson and Carolina. You do your housing when you apply um, early. Now, we know here we got it's <laughs> June. We know the mad dash <laughs> to apply to these schools August 1st is going to be the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be different because, you know, in typical years, a lot of schools are out
1: mm-hmm.
0: August 1st. Um, now, on like a year-round schedule, which is about half the state is on right now, um, a lot of people will be in school mm-hmm. August 1st. So, you can go ahead and get your applications and stuff ready. Some colleges have applications going to open up as early as July 1st, July. yeah, um, July 15th, mm-hmm. and just make sure you're applying for the right place, yeah. I mean, right year. And I
1: think it's it's a hard um, hit for, <laughs> I don't know how I want to say this, for parents who have been used to picking up the phone and just... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know, so-and-so needs a room. You know, it doesn't work like that at USC. It ain't
0: happening. <laughs> I, I mean, it, there's just Unless no room. Unless you just know the you president know. or the, yeah.
1: you know, whoever, but
0: it's just not happening like that. Yeah, well, they don't have the room, so no. um, they're probably saving, like you said, the people, a yeah. handful. Right. But you got to think, um, one of my students that just trans transferring from Francis Marion, he... Did it got into USC, did it, gone to orientation, done mm-hmm. everything, and they just emailed them back this week and told them they didn't have a housing form. Oh, my. No now, housing form? Mm-mm. Oh. Mm-hmm. Now, here's what happens, and this is what, you know, everybody's like, oh, this just happens at certain schools, and schools need to be more organized. Mm-hmm. Well, you get to May 1st.
1: hmm
0: You know, we already, USC admitted that they over-admitted the months over. ago. Yep. So when they, when they sent that letter out, the end of February, I guess yep. that was that last round of students, they admitted that they had a, probably admitted about a thousand more students than they usually admit. Right. Well, you don't know really how that's going to fall. You don't know if a thousand of those students
1: are going to commit. Are commit, gonna commit. Mm-hmm.
0: But they know that, <clears throat> and when I say a thousand, that's, I'm sorry, with the intention of receiving a thousand additional students to what they have already received. Mm-hmm. So... So whatever their mail is, and I've talked about that before, that is you apply, you get kids to apply, you get kids to get admitted, and you expect a certain percentage of the students that you have admitted just as a college mm-hmm. admissions office right. to confirm. Yep. And so then you get, so there's, a, there's say, for example, 40,000 applications, you're going to admit 20,000 of those students. You're expecting 6,000 of those mm-hmm. students to come to campus. Those are mm-hmm. not real numbers, but the mm-hmm. USC had over 40,000 applications. That's, that was true. Yeah. So, um, but that's what they expect to melt. So, if they want 6,000 freshmen to walk on campus in August. They had to admit X amount of right. students, which could mean they admitted some students they may not have admitted in the past, or they just um, overcompensated for some of those out of state students and admitted some of that. Or they admitted some in-state students that they may not have, you know, admitted in the past, and found other ways for them to come in, like through their different pathways. Mm-hmm. So, with that, with that being said, transfer students still gotta land someplace, and this is why we talk so much about college fit and choice. Um, yep, this is a student I talk about all the time, and I, I knew, you know, from the jump that he wanted a larger opportunity, mm-hmm. um, and he was ready for it as early as february so <laughs> we've done all the transfer stuff but right. the transfer applications get kind of pushed to where they kind of fall with priority going to the freshman right so um boys are different from girls if mm-hmm. it was a girl it'd probably be easier for me to locate a person mm-hmm. who needed a roommate mm-hmm. um because girls are posting out there their parents mama's looking for people to live right. with this that, and other <laughs> <Momma's>. <laughs> yeah uh but the boys are a little bit different so um, but he's gonna be I mean it's gonna be just gonna be his second year. Right. And so, you know, he's transferring, you me. know, with with you know, from being, you know, almost four at Francis yeah. Marion just wanted a bigger, uh, a yeah. larger opportunity. Yeah. And um, so we just gotta get his housing stuff straight. Got the scholarship straight, yep. meeting street, rolled over if you, as long as you maintain the life scholarship. Right. I told some students, <coughs> um, some of my students who were at Claflin, if that were Hope. Mm-hmm. If you maintain, you know, because hope is one year. People one forget year. that. I try to explain yep. it. Now that feeling's going to be kind of feeling funky when I tell them when they're going to get this new bill. Yep. And hope nor life is going to be on there if yep. you don't have at least a three Exactly. So so, um, and remember, um, those of you who are going out with the lottery scholarships to make sure you have your scheduled for enough classes. Mm-hmm. So I think sometimes people forget that too because you need thirty hours to maintain your life scholarship. Yep. In South Carolina, if you're in South Carolina, correct. So, if you're getting that lottery scholarship for us, I think North Carolina lottery, whatever that is, probably the same. Mm -hmm. They want you to have done 30, you have to progress 30 hours. That's not schedule 18 and withdraw from Mm -hmm. two, which keeps you a student Mm -hmm. because you can have 12 hours.
1: Right. And same thing with the STEM enhancement. I think you have to have so many STEM um, courses in order to get that enhancement right. that $3,300 so so yeah. if
0: you that, those are things you've been thinking about mm-hmm. make sure you're talking to your kid about make sure they don't drop classes that they need yeah. they are hard yeah and I don't recommend taking them on top of each other either no. but no. there's a way to balance them out so Correct. if you need to have a certain number of STEM classes if you need to make sure you finish mm-hmm. your math if you need to make sure you finish your science in the first one you need to make sure you do that so you can right. qualify for that, that enhancement yeah. Um. Uh, oh, on to, since we're talking about college, I just wanted to touch base on an essay, an uh, uh, article, article. That, mm-hmm. that was written. And then we're going to hear more about it. And um, it's a it's basically about affirmative action.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And part of it is not about affirmative action because a lot of the things that, you know, when people think it's affirmative action, the first thing we hear about, and we have a diverse audience, and so we feel like we wanted to share mm-hmm. about it. Um People automatically think it's black students basically getting away into college without, you know, earning their way. Mm -hmm. Or they're taking, you know, marking numbers. Like Clemson had that affirmative action bake sale a couple months Mm -hmm, ago mm -hmm. that made national news. Um, And it was basically just how the students interpret what affirmative action is. right? Um, And how affirmative action affects college admissions is starting to become a thing again because... After you get out of COVID, we're about to start going back to test. Don't say we didn't tell you. Don't say Mm -hmm. we didn't warn you. We're warning you. (laughs) But you're going to have to get some of those tests, ACT or SAT, done. Um, So the article came from um, probably Fox News or something. that, You know, of course, it's going to be lopsided, but the facts are the facts in the case, Mm -hmm. right? So um, there's an Asian-American student with a 1590 SAT score. Rejected by six elite colleges, and he blames affirmative action. Mm. So we're talking six elite colleges. He had uh, 59 out of 1,600, and um, with a perfect score in the math section, a 4.65 GPA, and he still didn't get into some of his choices Um, that were MIT, um, Caltech, Princeton, Harvard, Carnegie Mellon and UC Berkeley. Hmm. So he was actually rejected by those. And he feels like it's just tough for him to get in as mm-hmm. an Asian American. <clears throat> and um, one of the things that he is go- jumping on this lawsuit that's going to be against um, Harvard and the University of North Carolina, who they, you know, so who's already under fire. Mm-hmm. They've already been going to trial wow. about um, race based admissions and how they've emerged You know, it's part of the affirmative action practices. So um, one thing that we'll say (laughs) is (laughs) coming from college admissions, I mean, I get it. And you. what we don't want, and I want to share it on this show, is because we don't want you to feel like we are automatically going to be admitted to colleges just because of a test score and, and a GPA. GPA, right. So... I know that we talk about, like, we spend the first part of the show talking about different clubs and going to camps mm-hmm. and those things, but they go into it, right? So, yeah, you hear 1590, mm-hmm. 4.65. And in a lot of states and a lot of state schools, he he does get in. But the reality of it is a little bit different now. Yep. And there's something <laughs> to be said for holistic admissions and the holistic admissions absolutely, process. Absolutely. So if some of those schools enlisted have gone test optional, mm-hmm. then they've added some things to be weighed in on his GPA, mm-hmm. other than his GPA. <laughs> so they're looking at extracurriculars, community service, recommendation funny. letters. Um, if you know, you're a super math student, mm-hmm. what else you've done? Even
1: just what he's writing in his essays, mm-hmm. um, just being able to personalize or... You know, what type of experience that you've, you know, had socially or something. And and if he can't relate, <laughs> you know, to those type of topics, you know, he may struggle, you know, writing about, right. you know, certain things like that. So,
0: And I think um, what a lot of people don't know, mm-hmm. you know, Asian Americans um, take up a lot of the spaces, mm-hmm. admission seats, <clears throat> at some of these top institutions. Mm-hmm. And so he applied to MIT right. and Harvard and these schools. And so when I was working at Duke, I didn't realize until I got there mm-hmm. that Duke was 30% Asian. Asian. Okay. So we're not just looking at Asian American students. Mm-hmm. We're, we're talking about these schools are bringing in students from around the world. Um, so that's something that has come up. So I would say my advice to you, instead of leaving it in the hands of these college admissions officers in these schools mm-hmm. is to make sure you do your best to make a well-rounded application. Right. Um, right. One of the things that he thought about, he ended up going to Georgia Tech, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the same thing, mm-hmm. he said that when he gave his scores <laughs> to <laughs> Harvard, um, And they did a, there was a space among the students for fair admissions, because these are people who, of course, all feel like they've been treated unfairly. Right. Um, They told him that he'd have a 20% chance of getting into Harvard as an Asian American and 95% chance as an African American with those Mm. same Uh, numbers. um, Okay. Well, here's the thing. I mean, we're not here to also make things up. That's probably true. Right. Okay. In however formula Mm -hmm. or whatever they decided. But you have to think about why and what that looks like mm-hmm. and the cultural biases that are involved in testing anyhow Absolutely, and for African-American students to leave yep. to be able to score 1590 anyway. Um, yep. Just considering the barriers that mm-hmm. are in place for different states, from different places, and just from different experiences. So, um, you know, I don't necessarily support – the article I don't necessarily agree mm-hmm. that that's something that we have to um I hate that that's something that students have to feel and fear and worry about but I say I really just feel like we have to have our students armed with mm-hmm. all the opportunities okay. and experiences right. that they have right. so Missy Emma mean, I guess you know because you get students that say well I'm not going to qualify for any scholarships all the time <laughs> <laughs> I'm not can't do anything Parents, to get any scholarships stu- yeah and that's not true no absolutely not because you know, it, you're gonna have some opportunities for some mm-hmm. students to get need based scholarships, mm-hmm. where other students wouldn't get need based. Right. But there's several scholarships that are need blind. Mm-hmm. So, and I just tell them to apply.
1: You right. know, um, if they're not asking for your tax forms or, you know, your um, FAFSA in- information, send it in. Mm-hmm. Right, just send it in. Yeah. So, you never know.
0: I, I think it's something that's interesting because you just got to make sure that you're doing it, the, everything you can as parents correct, and a support team for our students mm-hmm. because like with this student you know I have a student who is an international student got a 1440 mm. on the SAT, SAT and this is his first year with us but doesn't have a social security number mm. so that eliminated <laughs> a lot of scholarships right. he, that we'd be able to get correct wow. um and so, of course, if you if you're working with students, and we have a lot of counselors listening, I know Ms. M has dealt with this in some with some students. A lot of the private institutions mm-hmm. are often the way to go for students who don't have. Absolutely. You know, yeah. they have um, yeah. legal documentation, but if they don't have a social security number, there are yeah. some scholarships and some some institutions that won't allow them to receive yes. their money. That's true. Um, so they have so. There's ways to navigate the process mm-hmm. all around. But just make sure you're supporting or trying to provide the information mm-hmm. in the best way as possible. And I'll say that.
1: And talk to someone, too. Don't just give up. Um, I've had some students to give up and just say, I'm, I'm not going to school. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That, um, that's some part of it as well.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, I had someone that said, I'm just going to go to, you know, tech or mm-hmm. wherever. Nothing's wrong with that. You're still paying, but there's right. an opportunity out there for maybe not to pay. Right. And some of our private institutions have the opportunity for them to afford financial aid and those things for colleges to um, students who are international students as long as they have proper documentation. So you want to make sure that you've explored your options. Don't just give up. So if you're listening now, like I wasn't going to go anywhere, (laughs) um, you know, make sure you check it out. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure you don't get wrapped up in all the, I guess, drama surrounding college admissions. And I, I share those that article because we do have people who are interested in high stakes admissions. I've done some high stakes admissions workshops with pace. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we rotate around every year and students Mm want to go and they say they want to go to these schools that are uh, highly competitive, but you have to make sure you're putting in the work. You don't just wake up and decide you want to go to Duke. Mm -hmm. You don't just wake up and decide you want to go to MIT. Um, You could, your test score could surprise you and say, oh, well, I want to go to UC Berkeley or, you know, I want to go to University of Texas, these places that are very difficult to get in anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, but just make sure that you're building a, a portfolio of things starting from middle school on up to high school. That if you do get bitten by the bug in mm-hmm. 10th, 11th grade, right. that you have something you can put in those applications. Because a lot of times parents are like, oh, well, he <laughs> wants to go to. Right. I'm like, are you sure? Have you talked to him? Is,
1: have you talked to him? <laughs> <laughs> have you had a conversation with your child?
0: Yeah. And yeah. so schools have changed or admission yeah. standards have changed from when you went to college. Parents, um, especially Clemson, that's one that I get all the time. Both parents went to Clemson. They don't understand mm-hmm. why it's so hard to get in. Mm. Or, you know, both of them went to um, Wake Forest. They don't understand. It's changed. You know, why they have to do all these different things to get in? But there, it's done that way. Now, for a reason, we got more and more students at our college going. Yep, and we do have a lot of students who are going to choose two-year options, mm-hmm. um, and pay us post scholarships that are for students with two-year two options, year, two-year, four-year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So just make sure you're looking at scholarships that have, um, th- it'll tell you mm-hmm. whether it's for two-year or four-year or some specifically for technical um, colleges. But just remember, you know, you don't have to pay to go. You mm-hmm. know, if you put the work in. Even if you've done the work, right?
1: (laughs) And don't give up. You know, uh, there are some students, there are parents that are now reaching out to me. Bills are coming, of course. Bills are here, yeah. And you know, I I started to make a little post like, yeah, they've been giving you the T-shirts, they've been giving you the socks, the hats. Oh yeah. But they want their money now, (laughs) so Mm -hmm. they're looking for you to pay that bill. Um, There are still scholarships that are available. Um, there are a lot of students. Jordan just received four this mm-hmm. week. So I always tell people trust the process. You know, you've applied for multiple scholarships. If you've taken our advice, don't just do one or two here or there. If you consistently apply for scholarships, a lot of them are now making these decisions, right? Um, and notifying students. Um, there's one that's coming up, the Rudolph Kanzader. I call it the the Claburn Scholarship. Mm-hmm. They haven't made their decisions yet. Um, what um, the 100 um, students they will select as winners. So that money is still out there. Right. Um, so, again, don't give up. Um, still apply uh, for scholarships. We post on our um, site um, daily. We try to post um, daily and um, use the books. Um, use other resources. Do what you can to compile that list so you can apply for multiple scholarships. So even if you don't have that that full ride or you haven't paid off quite a bit of the balance, there's still scholarships that are out there.
0: Oh, yes. So Thank you for that, Ms. because that's one, the bill's coming and people it's are going to start to <laughs> feel funny about it. And the messages are coming in our yeah. inbox and they want to know what they yeah. can do and you know, how they got to pay half of it. And what I will say <clears throat> is just remember that once you start paying... Mm-hmm. Um, you go to, your child goes this first semester, they're accruing a bill
1: mm-hmm.
0: for next semester. and mm-hmm. so you have to be able to pay a certain Yeah, it had to be able to pay a certain amount of money to return in the fall. Yeah <clears throat> and then it, or in return in the spring in the spring and then to return back in the fall. So like it's a cycle <clears throat> mm-hmm.
1: right? So do what's best for your child. And what are you going so if you're going in with a bill? And you know you have to return or hopeful hopefully. Yeah, you want your child to return. Yeah. Um, what are you gonna do different mm-hmm. this time? Are you gonna, you know, now apply because there's still scholarships available for current um college students that are available. So what are you going to do different? Because again, that bill is gonna come in in um January <laughs>
0: right and then in order for your child to go back yeah I do that and it's oh, a lot dear. of drama and it's so sad yeah so just make sure that you have made it very clear to them they yeah. have to do it you know I've had students that are there mm-hmm. you know my student has transferred his mom was like you know you could transfer all you want right but, but the money yes. has to come from someplace and Correct. so um I have students who are like well if you're there the mom says you had to get the life scholarship or earn a certain GPA to return. Yeah. But if you aren't, or you have to apply to these scholarships, like I mentioned, a girl earlier has to do the community service mm-hmm. to get a scholarship. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a substantial amount. Yeah. Right. So if you're not doing any of that, you know, how serious are, are you about it? And right. that's really where I am with it. I got some great <coughs> emails from students who've done very well. And then on a the flip side, I've got some students who didn't receive any scholarships. Right. And I can't say by guessing what happened, mm-hmm. other than, again, like we talked about before. Check the deadlines, mm-hmm. check these essays, emails, check your emails, email, God, check your email. <laughs> and even if you're a college student, you know, I'd hate for you to miss out on if you're getting your school computers, like our kids are getting their computers back, but they're no longer students. And so mm-hmm. they don't have access to that email anymore. Correct. So if, yeah. if, you know, yeah. so make sure that you have created a personal email account and that you have the school email account, wherever that is, make sure you're checking that school email account because right. that's where some scholarships will come. Or you have to do another step or something right. like that. So make sure you do that. Um, mm-hmm. Make sure you're on time with orientation. Choose earlier orientation if you're getting yep. the option still. Um, take advantage of that. Yep, it might be fun to take all the electives first, but go ahead and get, you know, some of your core classes out of the way. And, you know, we turn the page to the juniors becoming all right. seniors. All right. We're starting again. <laughs> We're starting <laughs> up again. Um over the summer, just make sure you're getting started. Mm-hmm. Those of you who are ninth, ninth and 10th graders, make sure that you're following along. You've got the books. Mm-hmm. You've tabbed the books. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw a Coca-Cola list you know, put, posted that their scholarship, when it's going to open and when it's going to close, yep. Gates already did the same thing. Like yep. These scholarship organizations are out there. and You They're know exactly when those things are starting. You can't do it now, but you can get started. Yep. You can um, start preparing. Right. So mm-hmm. just make sure that you're, you know, if you're using <coughs> Black College Common App or some of these other mm-hmm. organizations, make sure you're choosing the right year. Well, I had an issue with that last year. So you are applying, even though because you could apply to some schools still now. Right. But if you are a junior, you're applying for the 2023-2024 20, mm-hmm. year. Correct. And then your FAFSA that you can't do now. So if you somebody told me, here they go again, they mm-hmm. already done the FAFSA. You have no. not done it. No. So make sure... No. That you're looking at for the year that you're going to be attending. I'm sorry, 2024, mm-hmm. right? 2024, 2025 is when you'd be. Gosh, y'all are getting old. <laughs> is when you'd be going to college. So those juniors, mm-hmm. you're looking at 2024. Um, so make sure you're, you're using that mm-hmm. to your advantage and aren't applying because it's just just one more thing to go back and do. Right. Ask them to change it and those kind of things. You don't want to be getting in for the wrong school year and having to change all that. Yep. So. Thank you so much, Ms. Emmy. Anything going on in the immediate future for you? No. Um we were probably going to start the boot camps in,
1: in July, giving myself a break in June. But um I'm just trying to get Jordan straight. I'm still in mommy mode. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right now. So um but once I get her straight, then we'll we'll start back for
0: July and August. Yeah, well, before yep. we get let Jordan get out of here, we'll have her back in here yes, to, so, her so that you can ask yes. her some questions and some of her yes, friends and yes, yes. some of our kids who've done it the right way, correct? Who've had some success. We want to share that with you. Yep. So stay tuned mm-hmm. to the paste page for the dates for that. Yep. Um, we hope you can log in and share with us. And if you have any questions, that's a good time for you to ask us. But really, a good time for your children to ask the children Absolutely. that are going to college. You know, yes. so mm-hmm. they're they're growing up on us, but they're definitely doing mm-hmm. some things mm-hmm. and heading in the right direction. And they definitely took advantage of those full rides. So um, thanks so much for listening. And we'll see you again soon. All right.